Welcome to Because We Make, the podcast about making, creativity, and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me as always is the good old-fashioned pal of mine, Ethan Carter. Hey, Vincent. What's up, man? What's going on, man? (laughs) Not too much. I'm trying to come up with interesting ways to introduce you, and it's like, my friend, my friend, my friend. I'm like, ah, just, yeah, we know. We're your friends. That's why you're doing this. Well, I do I do like old-fashioned, so that old fashioned. Was <laughs> That was a great intro for me. <laughs> well, you are kind of an artist. You are an artisan and a craftsman, and it kind of, you know, that, yeah. that old-fashioned, that old-timey vibe of working with leather. That works for me. <laughs> so I tried, I'm going to tell you a funny story about leather, because mm-hmm. it just hit me as I was starting to record. So... I One of my bracelets, because I have these infinity bracelets that I wear, that the only leather thing I've ever made. I think I, I, I still need to get one of those from you, buddy. But Oh, do you? Yeah, I think I, I, I would like one of those. So. Well, I have an unfinished one in my hand as we speak. <laughs> so here's what... It's, I got to tell you what. I, me and you need to have a conversation. Yeah, okay. So I bought... Okay. When I first started playing around tinkering with leather, I won't even call doing leather, tinkering with leather, just as a, just so I can say I've played with leather. <laughs> I got I went to Michaels and I got the the snap set from Michaels. Oh, all right. Yep. And the snap set from Michaels is freaking outstanding. It really is. Okay. The quality of the snaps is exceptionally good. The anvil that they give you, the tool that they give you for splitting the rivet is it's it's all fantastic. It works. Okay. That's actually I'm surprised. It's so. it's I'm telling you, it's it is surprisingly good. Here's the problem. They only give you, I think they give you about I wanna say they give you ten to twelve sets of snaps. Yeah. That's so they don't give you a lot. It's a yeah. little container, it's like I don't know, like ten dollars. Mm-hmm. So of course, you know, my I need to produce these things at volume, <laughs> quantity, and cost. I immediately go to Amazon. Yep. I bought two different sets. Mm-hmm. I, and yeah. so the ones on Amazon have like a flat thing, and you put like a post on one side, mm-hmm. and then the flat thing goes into a hole on the... Yep. Does that, yeah, okay. Uh, there's the anvil, the quote anvil has a, uh, a rounded side for the cap, the rounded over cap. Uh-huh. And then the other side has a like little post. Okay. Whatever. Here's the here's the problem, my well-educated friend. I can't figure out how to make those snaps work. Well, I don't know why. I know there's four pieces. Yeah. There's four pieces, and I can't get through my head how they go together. And I did one. I don't know how I did it. One of the bracelets I wear on a regular basis mm-hmm. actually has this snap on it. I have not been able to get a working <laughs> pair yeah. going since I made this one thing. And I have quite a few of these snaps. <laughs> no, well, so we'll, we'll, do, we'll do a little uh, FaceTime. Uh, I think we're going to have to. But, yeah. but here's the other thing I will say is that and I've used the Amazon um, snaps for most – actually, everything up until this week. Uh-huh. Um, and they're good. I like – I mean, for the price uh, and for bulk – they actually work very well for for what you pay. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem that I ran into was with the leather catch-alls that I was doing. Mm-hmm. The the they weren't strong enough. They, they they're kind of they're they're fine for bracelets or anything where there's not a lot of tension. Mm-hmm. But if anytime there's tension, they they seem to fail. And so I actually got some of the Tandy ones uh, when I went up to Tandy Leather a few weeks ago. And their anvil set and stuff like that, and I made a catch-all. It was a custom, uh, custom piece, so I wanted it to work. I, you know, for the family and stuff like that, 
if it fails, I'll make them another one. But for right. someone that's paying a lot of money for one, I want it to actually work. And totally. so I got those and oh my God, it is night and day the difference. The quality is much better. But so again, the, do they give you better instructions at least? No, not really. Oh, and, and So here's what I do. So what I do with snaps is I find the four pieces. I try to figure it out with the instructions that they give you, which are horrible. And it's, it doesn't need to be that bad. Like it's, Again, it's Tandy leather. Like, even Tandy leather is, like, the instructions are horrible. You know what it is? They're, the assumption is if you're buying these, you know how to do them. I guess, yeah. So this needs to just refresh your memory, not teach right, you. Right, right. <laughs> right, no, I think that's it. But at the same time, once you get... So what I do is I always take a, a scrap piece of leather, and, um, and I do two different things. I do, one, if you're trying to connect things like a sandwich, if that makes sense. So, mm-hmm. like, the left side and the right side, and you put them together. And then another set where i want to do it on opposite sides like if you're doing a bracelet like a bracelet where you'd want the top yeah yeah yeah. yeah. okay so i do both of those and i do uh so i have those as kind of like templates almost or examples and then i can reference those for the four different pieces so once i figure it out once then i've got the reference for the next and you can just look at it and go okay i know what part that is exactly Ah. once you once you do that you can tell what part is what so gotcha that's it this is why we do this show. <laughs> this is why. See, look what you're learning, people. Look what you. That's actually really good advice because I have struggled. The only snap set that I don't struggle with is the one from Michaels. But the reality is, I'm running out of them. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly, and they don't give you that many. No. And you can get a ton on Amazon. I mean, you can get like a 480 pack set for like. Thirteen ninety nine. I got them from two different manufacturers. Plus that leather toolkit that I bought that I showed you <laughs> yeah. came with like fifty. Yeah, I just can't make it work. Like I yeah. don't understand why it's. I have this mental block <laughs> about putting these damn things together. And I mean, I consider myself, you know, maybe it's a little bit of arrogance, but I consider myself to be a reasonably intelligent human. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And yet I look at this and I'm like, why can't I get this right? I don't understand. I, I, I totally understand. Trust me. It takes me. That's, and, and that's exactly why I started doing those templates. Because every time I took out the snap set, I was like, what, what am I doing again? Like, so <laughs> I totally get it. I, it is a very, everything kind of looks close to similar, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's mild differences. Right. Or, or you'll put it together like I did with the red bracelet that I have, and you'll realize you put it on upside down, but you're so tentative about doing it again that you leave it on upside down. <laughs> so, like, you know the flowery bit with the hole yeah. in it yeah. that's supposed to be on the inside? Nope, that's on the outside, and I don't care because I am not <laughs> taking it apart to do it. That's the other thing, to take these damn things oh, apart. Yeah. Oh my God! Getting a snap rivet off for these for these in particular. Well, you know what you have to do, and I learned this because I drill so I did them out on my uh, dad's catch-all because he, he uh, again all the all the catch-alls I did for Christmas for all the family and everything. Most of them worked once you kind of broke in the leather, but mm-hmm. for some reason my dad's uh, had two corners that would just not stay connected, <sighs> and so what you have to do you actually have to drill out the snap. Mm. Because it's really just a split rivet the right. same way. So you have to drill a split grommet, it. rather. Right. Yeah. So. Ah. Yeah. Such a All right. We'll have a FaceTime. We'll figure it out. Yeah. I think we're going to have to. I think when, <laughs> when when you come back from that little thing that no one's going to this week. Ah, uh, it's overrated, right? <laughs> it's definitely overrated. I don't understand. So, yeah. Ethan, in case y'all didn't figure it out, Ethan is going to WorkbenchCon. In fact, as we record this, you're at Workbench. As we. Drop this. Drop this. Yeah, I'll be actually. I'll probably be on the plane because 
if I know you, you'll have it up at like 5 a.m. on Wednesday. That's the plan. Yep. So I'll be, uh, actually, I'll be on my way. At that point in time, I'll be on my way to the airport. Um, yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Con. Meeting Absolutely up with uh, Bruce. We'll get Bruce's uh, shout out, Bruce Ulrich, his uh, <laughs> shout out right away. I think both of us land around noon on Wednesday. So. I mean, I'm not, I'm not the least You're not jealous. Bit jealous. No, not at all. Nope. It's not like I wanted to go or anything. No. Well, it, if it makes you feel any better, I will. We will be talking about you, and we'll be promoting the podcast the entire week. So that I'll take it. Yeah. You know, and in the end, in the end, what really, what really threw things off was going to L.A. in December, and then yeah. I'm, I'm going yeah. out to Vegas again in, um, in oh, April nice. for my friend's wedding. Awesome. So. You know, it's like I yeah. had to travel those two times. Of course, I yeah. can't squeeze a third one in the middle. Well, um, it's funny too. I've been talking to a couple, a uh, couple people that are very well. I won't. I'm not going to say what they, are, uh, you know, call them out. But there's been a couple people that are pretty big and kind of um, on Instagram and everything. They have their hands in everything, and they're just like. I want to come to WorkbenchCon, but I just can't. Like, there's just too many things to juggle. So yeah, I was talking to a mutual friend of ours, and I won't name names, but they said that yeah, they don't even look at their credit card bill until after WorkbenchCon because oh. they don't want to think about it. They're going anyway, but they don't want to look at and figure out how much it's going to cost them before. <laughs> before. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think that's and it's it's one of those things where there's 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 reason to go if you're mm-hmm. going to get brand sponsorships, right? Mm-hmm. But it's also about making uh making connections and and investing in future opportunities. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the key to anyone and I did not do this last year. I mean, I I think I did. I think I met a lot of people that have grown but didn't necessarily equate to financial anything financial. Right. But that's the thing with WorkbenchCon or any of these types of events is that if you're going to it and it, it it does cost a lot of money, so you have to co- go into it with like a strategy and and a mindset of all right. It is just it is fun. It you are getting to meet all your heroes and all those things, but you should also have a little bit of an angle of how does how can I make this pay for itself? Right, right. It has to be if you have to treat it like a networking event. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it look. There are a lot of people going there that I would mm-hmm. love to hang out with. In fact, it's been kind of sad because a lot of people that I didn't know were going are going. And it's like, oh. Well, I'll also tell you that there's a bunch of people being like, well, when we get there, I want to talk to you and Vincent about X. And I'm like, uh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's really, it, it's weird how WorkbenchCon, I remember saying that WorkbenchCon was happening this year. I was going no matter what. And then so much happened like oh, yeah. around the same time. It's just like. I can't, and well, it kills well, me. I think that's the other thing, though, is it isn't the end of the world. Like, no, it really I, isn't. I mean, it's... it's I'm I'm still going to be here holding down the exactly. fort. <laughs> well, and you got me promoting the podcast, so exactly. hopefully I can do a good job. With our shiny new business card. Yes, we got... Uh, and, and stickers. I don't think people know that we have stickers. Ooh, yeah, yeah. you'll have to you have to meet Ethan to get these WorkbenchCon exclusive stickers, exactly. though. <laughs> so we had... What's really funny is so... I always talk about Jason Stapleton mm-hmm. because it's Jason Stapleton. Um, one of the things he always says is he hates when people are starting a business and the first thing they do is make business cards. <laughs> yeah. And I remember thinking as I was get as I was designing these cards, I'm like, I can't believe I'm doing this. He's going to be so annoyed. But then I realized that we're not really starting this. No, not like, at all. This is episode, as we're recording, this is episode 35. 
So if we're going to do 35 episodes of a podcast, I think it's pretty much safe to say that having business cards to hand out at a con and a work and a, um, a networking event is probably not the worst thing in the world to do. Um, in fact, one of our, one of our mutual friends <laughs> confided in me that he forgot to make his business cards up until literally, th- what was it? We got ours on Thursday. He got his on Thursday. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, you know, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Business cards are one of those things that you don't really value until you hit a point where you have to give somebody one in return. And right. then you're like, oh, thank God I got these made because otherwise I would look like a complete idiot. Well, last year, I, mean, I got them last year. And I'm embar- I was so embarrassed by them. It was like last minute. I was embarrassed by them, and it was it was exactly that. I was like, I was so embarrassed to give them to someone. <laughs> like a couple of brands, when I was talking to them, were like, do you, "Oh, do you have a business card?" I was like, uh, "I guess, oh, you know, <laughs> yeah." I mean, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, and even this year, I I did it. I think I I ordered mine like Monday of last week. Mm-hmm. It just. I was very I was very lucky because I was going to get ours from Vistaprint, and mm-hmm. then I was like, you know what? I got a local guy who I've been doing business with for my day job, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to throw him the business. Which is awesome. Yeah, and right. I was very, very happy when I went to him on Wednesday. I sent him the design on Wednesday, and he called me, and he goes, hey, um, uh, do you want me to run off a sample, and you can come by, and I can give you an estimate? I'm like, you know what? I just, I trust you. Just go get him done. Mm-hmm. Get, get him done. So he calls me Thursday morning, right? So I went, I went there Wednesday at like two o'clock in the afternoon to drop them off. He calls me Thursday morning and he's like, yeah, your cards are done. You can come pick them up anytime. I'm like, are you serious? He goes, yeah, man, I put them together for you. He goes, I know, I know you needed them. I know you needed them for your friend's trip. So I wanted to make sure you had them in time to send them out to him. And see, again, I'm like that. Are you supporting local, small business, local business? Like, mm-hmm. That's that's the difference for that a local business will do. Right. Vista Print is a mm-hmm. Vista Print is a 14 day lead time for the yep. fastest delivery option for business cards. Yeah. The yeah. only other option you have if you don't have a local guy is like Staples can do them in like two or three days. Well, and I think um, uh, a former guest. Build that build. Maybe. <laughs> uh, Maybe he was the one I was talking about that got yes. them a little bit late. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. I just blew up your spot, Nick. But no, but he, I mean, he posted about it. So I don't think it's mm-hmm. a big, yeah, he was like, they're not great, but. <laughs> but I have them. <laughs> I have them. No. Yeah. So actually, uh, Bruce gave me the heads up about Moo, M-O-O. Um, and I will say. I, uh, what? I don't really like their cards that much. Well. They do yeah. a good job. They're faster than Vistaprint. Yeah. So they're more expensive though. They're way more expensive. Way, way more expensive. And and this was the conversation that me and Bruce had. I was like, I don't really I'm not super happy with my design. Um but if they can do it in the time that I need and the quality is good, and I, I only need fifty. Like I'm not gonna like I'm not I'm not gonna meet more than I'm just gonna give them out to sponsors. Mm-hmm. I just sponsors. I sent you two hundred and fifty cards. Well, that, by well way. that's for the future though, too. <laughs> I mean that's for the future, yeah. but yeah. But, but that but that, that was exactly it. It was like I'm going to use 50 cards, um, and then I'll redesign it and come up with a card that I'm happier with. And yeah. I, I will say I'm I, I'm very impressed with the quality. Oh, the quality! I, I I I will say, I I feel like it's weird with Moo because I feel like it's a quality a quality 
and price balance mm-hmm. where they're a little more expensive than the quality demands, but they are Absolutely. very nice cards. That's well, where my, my objection with them is it's not the quality. It's more the, the balance. oh my God, how much are you charging for these? Well, exactly. So for, for me, 20 bucks for, to get me through the weekend was worth it. But if it, it was, was 20 bucks for 50 cards. Yeah, exactly. No, super expensive, right? You can get Jesus. They got more expensive. Yeah, no, it was fifty. It was twenty bucks for fifty cards. Uh, I, that might that might include the rush delivery too, because that was okay. If if that's the case, it's not so bad then. It's but, tolerable. Yeah. Oh, super expensive. I mean, super wow. expensive. But I was like, the last minute, I just need something, and the quality was good. So when I started, so way back in two thousand five, when I really started getting into photography. Um, all my photographer friends were getting their cards from Moo because Moo did UV coded photograph quality, so photograph quality cards. I don't know. Oh yeah, no, they were they were big, were they but the they big one? they were yes. Yeah, so they did a couple of things, and one of the other things that they did, and the thing that they got famous for, is you could send them your Flickr feed back in the old days. You could okay. send them your Flickr feed, and they would print these little like two by two square cards of your photos, and they were awesome. Like, they were freaking fantastic. I never ordered them because I never could justify the expense of ordering them. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. so. I mean, exactly. Well, again, if I was if I was going to do anything more than 50, mm-hmm. it's... Well, it, now I got a guy for you. You can use exactly, my guy. Exactly. And I'll tell you what, he did something, and this is why I like building relationships with people. And, you know, this is one of the things that we talked about in the episode where we talked about your brand and your business. When you build those relationships... I got these cards at a price as if I had ordered um, two thousand. I got right, them in, exactly, yeah. and I ordered five hundred, two fifty for right. Ethan and two fifty for me. So I got a price that you don't get from these guys because I have the relationship. And right. in that regard, having the relationship, yeah, maybe the first couple of times I did business with this guy, I may have gotten the you know off the street price. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting off the street pricing anymore. Right. Because I have that relationship. I've established it to where I walk in. He knows who I am. He's like, who, you here for your, you here for the, you here for the day job or are you here for your podcast? <laughs> you know? And when I get the next rounds of cards made for, handmade by Vincent Ferrari, which is probably going to be in about 12 years because I had to order 500 for, <laughs> for Vista, from Vistaprint, um, I'm going to definitely go back to this guy because it's yeah. just much easier for me to put my, to design my cards in Adobe InDesign send him the send him the design with bleeds and marks right and i just know that it's going to get done i just gotta tell him what i want and i know when i get those i don't even have to look at them before he prints them i know they're going to look good and if they don't look good he'll call (laughs) me and say right hey this design doesn't work give me a new design i'll rerun them for you right like you're not going to get that from vistaprint they're going to give you your cards yeah I, i think they have a guarantee but they're not going to look at it and say, this doesn't look good. They're going to go, here's your cards, and you're right. going to get them and go, oh, this doesn't look good. Okay, another two weeks to get new cards. Yeah, it's just... Exactly. But yeah, business cards are one of those weird things that they're kind of archaic. They're kind of yeah, stupid. Yeah, I kind of hate them, to be honest. They're a pain in the ass to carry. Right. And if they get ruined in your wallet, you look like an ass when you hand them to somebody. Right. Like, they just suck. Business cards suck. But I the really reality think, yeah. is, you need them. Yep. You yeah, can't well, exactly. function. And, and, and hence why I waited as long as I did. Well, part partly because I hate business cards, but also partly because I was trying to just wrap up. Uh, my brother was doing trying to finish my uh, website, and I was trying to get a email address c- 
connected to that website that looked more professional. Like, but <laughs> this, so all of that happened too. But at the same time, I just I I, I really hate business cards. It's, I I hate um, cards in general, like birthday cards and mm-hmm. Valentine's Day cards. I don't know what it is. I feel like it's just like such a waste of paper. Well, that was another thing, by the way. So in case y'all are wondering, we have email addresses now. We do, yes. Vincent at becausewemake.com and Ethan at becausewemake.com. And one of the things that happened is as I was making the business cards, I put my email address, vferrari at gmail.com, and I put yours. And I'm like, ill, oh, yeah. Gmail. Yeah. Like, we want well, we want to so, give these to sponsors. It we was can't... so funny that you did that though. Like literally, the day that you did that was the day uh-huh. that I finally figured out how to link it to my website, so I had a <laughs> more professional one. And I just I looked at it on the card. Oh, yeah, I'm like, totally. why didn't I do this two years ago? Exactly. This looks so good. Yeah. So. Wix had a really good deal for Google Apps. It was 50% off as long as you took two email accounts. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, that's worth 120 bucks for the year. So right. 120 bucks for the year got us our email. And then I know people are screaming at their screens. Why don't you use a hosting account and use your score? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> You're right. But in the end, this is easier. And yeah. Ethan can have an account in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. It was worth every penny, and I'll yeah. keep paying it going forward. It's not an issue. <laughs> it's worth it because there's no problems with it. And and honestly, if the podcast falls apart, oh look, I can cancel Ethan exactly. with one click. <laughs> yeah, you and me have our falling out, our big brutal falling out, the inevitable splitting of the podcast <laughs> into Ethan Carter Designs Podcast dot com and. Well, I'm going to keep because we make because it's my freaking name. So <laughs> build your own name there, buddy. <laughs> That's what happens on podcasts. You know, they break up. Well, not ours, though. Ours is going to keep going, Vincent. We're going to make it. We're going to make it for the next 50 years. Yep. 50 years <laughs> of this shit. <laughs> so we have, speaking of 50 years of this crap, we have um, an interesting kind of unexpected but kind of came along out of nowhere topic Mm -hmm. um so in a couple of weeks we are going to have um, a friend of mine on she is uh, to say she's amazing is an understatement i don't gush about my friends very much because most of my friends are nice people and (laughs) but as far as their talents you know they're just good people that i love and i would do anything for but i don't have a lot of friends in you know, in the world, I'll say, mm-hmm. that have talents that I look at and go, God, I wish I could do that. Right, right. You know, it's it's rare that one of my friends has a talent that I'm jealous of, and right. she's one of them. So she does photography. She does product photography, which is very relevant to my interests these days. And she does it, she does like what she calls liquid photography. And it's such a crazy thing to see. Like, she does these she has items that are look like they're suspended in midair and then there's these splashes of like paint and liquids behind them and she did she just did a whole shoot with a model like an underwater shoot like it's just the woman is just amazing she's absolutely amazing and i i was so glad that when i was out in la i got to hang out with her for a little while just because, cause, you know, that's what we do. We go to L.A. and we hang out with the, you know, the paparazzi and all that. <laughs> but she is about to, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but she is about to make a major change to her business model. Major. Like, 
to the point where it almost completely abandons her existing business model. And are you, she's, are you able to talk about it at all or no? I can't talk about it too much. I, by the time she gets on show, um, in a couple of weeks, she'll probably be able to talk about okay. it a little more. Cool. Um, also I don't want to blow it up because it's an interesting story of how she right. arrived at this. All right, cool. Um, but yeah, she's about to change her direction pretty drastically. And it got me thinking because I've talked, I've been very candid about it, that mm-hmm. sales post Christmas have just been absolute garbage for me. Yep. Like I'm not doing the business that I was doing leading up to Christmas. And it's to be expected, but I can't just say it's to be expected and just throw my hands up and go, things will get better and hope that they get better. You have to. Well, that's not how we are. Well, that's, yeah. And if you do that, if you do that with a business, you've got nothing. Right. So I, her change has motivated me to refocus what I do. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where I'm probably going to stop doing inventory items on my website altogether mm-hmm. and just focus on doing customs for people. See, I think that makes sense, man. I really and do. She said the same. You know, it's funny because she said the same exact thing. She goes, it does make total sense for you to do that. So well, I'm sure I, you make more money on customs as a lot we more. all do. A lot more. And like, you don't have to carry that cost. And... And having inventory, like I have a box of inventory right now behind me that's just dead money right now. Mm-hmm. And if I want to sell that stuff, I know, look, it's not, some of it's not great. Right. I know it. I know it. Some of it's really good. Some of it I'm very happy with. Some of it is just like I made it and I was like, well, I'll try to sell that. Why not? Well, and most of it will will, will sell at some point. I have to. What I'm going to have to do is fire sale the stuff in the store. Right. I'm aware of this. I I am very much aware of this. That that's what it's going to take to move some of the stuff. And that was a that was a that's the kind of realization that you make as a creative. Mm-hmm. And this is why I wanted to talk about this because when we had Jason on, one of the things I asked him was, "How do you know when it's time to stop?" Right. Like when it's time to just say, "This isn't working. Maybe I need to shift directions." And his answer was so exact and it's so typical of what he does Mm -hmm. he said that you have to know going in what your goals are and then at some point you have to assess whether you're reaching those goals and if you're not reaching those goals you have to figure out why and then you have to change that thing Mm -hmm. and i realized that one of the ways i'm not reaching my sales goals is that i'm selling i don't want to say low value items because i don't see them that way but they kind of are they're They're not not custom they're low the their low price their low return low return okay low return we'll call them low return items right they're they're inventory items i like calling them inventory items because that's literally what they are they're inventory right um as opposed to things that i've made specifically for someone to their specifications Mm -hmm. like a cutting board or a small serving board or i made those three boards for that for that friend of mine Mm -hmm. and i made more money on those than I made in the last two months selling jewelry. Right. It's, and that's not, you know, granted I've made, and the money I've made selling jewelry for the most part has been customs. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's, again, it's not that you're not making money when you sell your inventory. Mm -hmm. It's just the, the margins and how much and the value of it. Right. So yeah, they they sit, right? Inventory right. stuff mm-hmm. sits. Mm-hmm. And 
as a business owner, I start to look at the stuff sitting in inventory going, this is, I'm losing money every day this sits here. And I'm not really losing money because I can take those same supplies. And this is what, this is what ends up happening. And this is, you know, me telling you things that you will appreciate as podcast listeners, but I would never (laughs) tell my customers. But if I buy a string of beads, right? All I have to do is sell one bracelet made with those beads to make the cost of those beads back. Right. And then you anything your, I make right. after the one is profit. Yeah. It's just the way it is. It's, mm-hmm. That's the cost of my materials. That's what it is. And but the problem be, is... To be honest. What's that? that? That's how it should be. Because, I, I agree. Right. The problem is it's not like that lately. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, and I've been making a lot of stuff just for myself just to keep the skill level going. And mm-hmm. I... I don't feel like the inventory items are helping me as a business owner anymore. Like I feel well, like they're, they're just things. I think that's where you're headed. Is that means that there's something needs to change. Yeah. So when when Sarah said she was changing up her business model, it got me thinking. Like, hey, she's doing it. No reason you can't pull the trigger and do the same damn thing. And it's it's weird because I I've been thinking about this for a long time. But it was something that I needed to see someone who I respect a great deal mm-hmm. do it first. And when she said she was changing up her business model, and, you know, it's not the same situation. It's not the same business model. It's not even the same. It's not the same anything. But the idea that she looked at her business and said, I can do this a better way and make it more productive for me going forward. I was yeah. like, yep, that's what I need to do. So the new focus for me is going to be on two things. It's going to be doing customs, mm-hmm. and it's going to be this podcast. So, we have works out right, <laughs> but because th- I feel like this podcast has a return for right. me, even if it's not a financial one. I mean, I can tell you that there's not a whole lot of money in our anchor account right now, but I enjoy doing this. Like, right. if this stayed a labor of love forever, and we just you and I just used it to talk and meet cool people and hang out and what I'd be perfectly fine well, with that. It, yeah, and I think there are intangible financial things that come from it. To be uh-huh. honest, you know, we, it's 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 publicity or not it, publicity. It's brand growth. It's brand, brand growth. Thank you. Yeah, right? that's a better way I mean, of putting it. Right. Um, and you know, and, and you know, just just to be as frank as possible, you didn't need it as much as I did. Right. Well, I don't know the, that. The truth is, well, you are more well known than I am. Yeah, but that, that, that that's not that's not disputable. You're more well known than I am. You, if you stop doing this podcast tomorrow, more people would know who you are than know who I am. Even after I did this podcast, most yeah. of the people that I've met through this podcast are people that already knew you. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, okay. But at the same time, I feel like I've gained a certain level of of whatever because of you bringing me into the fold oh fair enough that but that's that your gain yeah your gain see my gain is meeting was meeting new people yeah your gain was getting your name out there in a different way right and introducing me as someone to as a content creator okay beyond instagram right so it's weird we we kind of got we both get different things out of this podcast yeah that's true okay um but we both get something out of it even if we never made a dime off right, this. Right, for sure. Okay. We would I'm get something out of it. Yeah. Where as far as inventory items go, all they are is they're becoming that thing that that they're just a drag. Yeah. Like I I like making the stuff, but if it's not gonna sell, it's not as much fun to make. 
Well, that's what I've always said. I, as I've said many times, I hate making the same thing over and over again. But mm-hmm. it's it's kind of because of that same reason. It's 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 kind of like it just gets boring, and it's it. I don't see the uh, the return, whether it's financial or personal reward, right? Mm-hmm. Like I just don't feel that when I make the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, and even. So, like, I, I have no problem, like, teaching people how to make this stuff. Yeah. Because why not? I'll, I'll teach it. So, one of the other things that I want to focus on is actually teaching people how to do this stuff. Which I think is awesome. Yeah, because you know what? I know that even if I teach you how to make it, I'll still make it better. That's exactly. kind of how right. That's kind of how I'm approaching it, where you could learn how to make it. I, you're not going to buy it from me. If you're going to learn how to make it from me, there's a good chance you're not going to buy it from me. So I can safely teach you how to make something I make for customers and it's not going to hurt my business. We're not first and and realistically, we're not competing. I have a friend on Instagram who is a super talented beaded bracelet maker. That's pretty much 90% of what she does is make beaded bracelets. She's super nice. She makes amazing stuff. She's very supportive. We we chat on Instagram from time to time. I'm not competing with her. I never saw myself as competing with her. My best friend buys the same thing I make from somebody else more than she buys them from me. Does that bother me? No, it doesn't. The one thing I love is that I went to her house once and got to see what my, what my quote, competition makes. And I look at it and go, yeah, I do That's it better. Cute. <laughs> I do it better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and I don't, I like the idea of changing directions. I'm just... The point, the point of me bringing the topic up was you can look at your thing and say your thing isn't working. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it's totally okay. A lot of people are very skittish and very protective of their, their, their little corner of the world where they'll go, no, nah, this is not working, but I can't change direction. What are people going to – who cares what people think? Who cares about anything? If, if it matters to you and you want to – if look, if you're doing it as a hobby, that this obviously doesn't apply to you because hobbies – they're just something you do because you enjoy doing them. Fine. Right. But if you're doing it as a business and it's not working, swallow your pride. Mm-hmm. Swallow your pride and change direction. You don't have to completely abandon everything you've ever done. I oh, mean, yeah, exactly. I, I'm still going to make jewelry. Small pivots. Yeah. It's okay to pivot. You know, you don't have to do what my friend is doing and blow up everything and start over. For me, I'm not really blowing up everything. I'm just refocusing where I'm putting my efforts. Right. My effort is not going to be in building up inventory on the web store anymore. Yeah. It, it, it's, there's still going to be a web store, and I'm still going to put pieces up there. But more what the web store is going to be is a way for you to get a custom piece made. Right. It's a it's a show it's a gallery for you to see what you could possibly get. Right. So right. the two items that I put up, two of the items I put up in the last two days, one of them was custom engraved agates, which mm-hmm. now you can order from my website, and my beaded bracelets. By the way, the custom engraved agates. I can't <laughs> say enough about those. <laughs> they really are freaking okay, awesome. They really are amazing. <laughs> Bettina still. I mean, she she meditates every night, and mm-hmm. the agate that you made is up in her little meditation stand every night. So I love it. I love it. It's amazing. It's just such a cool effect. So it really is. And so the one I made for my brother-in-law, um, that I gave him on Sunday, I was so unbelievably happy with, and, and (laughs) I owe, I owe so much 
to Dave Swiduck. Yeah. For unlocking, <laughs> unlock it, right? Like for unlocking how to really nail these down and make them very easily. Because yeah. I struggled. If you guys have seen, uh, if you guys have seen my Instagram feed, you saw when I made um, Jason when I went out to LA, I made him um, a custom engraved plaque of his logo on pla- on acrylic Perfect. with awesome. standoffs, and mm-hmm. it was it really is one of the most perfect things I've ever made. I've never been happier with anything <laughs> I've ever made, but that was a real pain. It took me, I'm not joking, it took me weeks to get the logo done. To, just because, to like get it to work with the software to get it so when i got the logo the only logo that was available was a low-res png file yeah okay yeah can't engrave that Mm-mm. it has to be a vector mm-hmm. and it has to be a good sized vector right which means you have to tweak and tweak and tweak and tweak and, and just keep tweaking it over and over and over again until you get a good look it took forever well, now imagine doing that with a photo that you're going to have to turn to literally black and white. And I know there are halftone options, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the ways people do photos, when they do them on wood, is they do like almost what you get in a newspaper where they do halftoning with different sized dots. And that the, the, the density of the dots tells you how dark or light something is. Well, you can't do that with an agate. Anything you engrave is going to be white. It's like and the same... It, yeah, it's just, you can't halftone. I've tried. You, you okay. cannot halftone and make it look like anything that's visible. What you end up having to do is do basically black and white, but you kind of comical, co- posterize, posterize is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. You kind of posterize the image to the point where it's either black or white. Right. And what you do is you dial up and down a, a couple of sliders to get the black and white to where you see detail. Hmm. This is a very complicated process in Photoshop. However, Adobe makes another app for Android and iOS, and I think I made it my thing of the week one week. It's called Adobe Capture. Oh, yeah. I think it was almost two weeks. Yeah, it's been, it's been a <laughs> while. It was when I first found it, and I started making these things. You're right. Um, yeah. And you can basically capture line art with your camera, but you can also import photos and have it turn those photos into line art. Once he showed me that, that was it. Yeah. That was the missing piece, because now you can bring it in, you can adjust sliders in the app, and you can make it a negative, which you have to do to engrave it. All of that done in one app on my phone in what used to take me days, taking me probably about five minutes. Yeah. You know, and that's the kind of thing that you just have to, you just have to do it that way. You have to, you have to find those right. shortcuts. You have to figure those well, things it's, out. It's a, it's game-changing when you do right it totally it, is yeah. it totally oh, speaking is speaking of um dave and do you see the uh bear naked made a pencil case for i may have had a small part in that did you yeah i mean you know i am the official archivist for the aic logo I, yeah you all you give it to me so did you give it to uh, i did to justin too i did it's funny because dave did um <laughs> dave did a video about it and he goes, I think I know where he got the logo from. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's yep. exactly where he got the logo from. But, but yeah, Justin of Bear Megan made a awesome like uh, laser engraved uh, um, pencil case, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, pencil, pencil, yeah, pencil box. Pencil box. Thank uh, pencil cup. That's what it was, a pencil yeah. cup. Yeah. I love that. I love that everybody's learning how amazing lasers are now. <sighs> I want, I need one. I, well, 
we we didn't do what we're what we've been working on, but I made so many freaking uh, uh, keychains the past two weeks, and every time I was cutting one of them out by hand, I was like, I need a laser. <laughs> oh my god, it's ridiculous. It smells so bad. Oh no, exactly. To yeah, laser leather. When, um, uh, Evan and Caitlin were, uh, did the collab with um, with Bob, Bob the the ping pong net. Yeah, the ping pong. Uh huh. And they just were talking about how horrible it smelled. <laughs> as bad as you think it smells, it, it smells, smells about twenty times worse. Well, maybe I don't need one then. <laughs> I mean, if yeah, I will say this though: the results mm-hmm. stunning. Like well, I it's need at least a die cut, like die cut machine, because I yeah. just need something. Like I was cutting everything by hand. My hands are crimping up. My forearms are sore. My, uh, but I like I liked it. I liked that of all the things in the world, I would have expected to hear that you did your engraving of leather with. I never would have expected a cricket. <laughs> oh no, neither would I. I I'm like <laughs> I, I never expected to ever have a cricket in my life. I was like, but. But at the same time, listen, I've gotten, a, I, I think I've made my money back on the cricket. Oh, yeah. Purely my from cricket the engraving paid for th- ca- capabilities. Like, not from sign making or anything totally. like that. Engraving leather, um, which is also with a tool that is not an, actually a cricket, like, a cricket sponsored or cricket design tool. It's a third party tool. But I've made my money back with that. But. I have been told, by the way, and I know she's probably listening to this, I have been told by one of our listeners, and hi, Bridget. Um, you can actually get the cricket one a lot cheaper. The cricket what? You can the cricket um engraving bit for the. Oh, do they have it now? Yep. Oh, it and, didn't exist when I got mine. And you can get it. Apparently, you can get them super cheap now. Well, um, the one I got was twenty bucks. Yeah, this is so twenty nine dollars on Amazon, but she said it's way cheaper elsewhere. So, huh. it might All be right. worth looking around just see if it's any better. Well, the nice thing about the engraving tool. Is well, so someone asked me uh, this weekend if I use the cricket to cut leather, and technically you can. Like that's one of the mm. things that they tout as a option. Mm-hmm. But I, so I, I had it. I used it um, for the um, leather checkerboard that I made, and it wore out from that one project. It wore out, and it cost fifteen bucks to get another one. <laughs> but the engraver lasts forever because basically all it is is a carbide tip that just scratches things. So it it will last forever. So oh yeah, totally yeah. So um, we are going to we're going to take a break because we're about halfway through. And um, I didn't talk about what we're working on this week because frankly, I'm not working on much of anything. <laughs> it was all about product photography this week. So there's not much much exciting to talk about. And if you want to see them, you can go to my Instagram feed and you can see them there. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk some, uh, we'll talk thing of the week. We'll talk um, our video of the week, which is just mind boggling. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll put a wrap on this one. All right. All awesome. right. All right. So we are back. I am Hawaiian punched up. <laughs> By the way, for those of you that, since you don't get to listen during the quick break, we usually take about two minutes when we, t- when we do that break while we run the sponsor ad. I always have Hawaiian punch at my desk. I keep hitting my shock mount with my glasses. I'm so sorry for that noise. All of a I sudden, I don't, I don't know how to use a microphone anymore. <laughs> well, it's better than like, uh, what was it, three or four weeks ago when there was like some random truck backing out like two neighborhoods away, but you could hear it. It was just like beep, beep, beep. It, it is the downside of a condenser mic. Yeah. Like any noise, any noise you have, it's just going to get picked up. Even right. if you bring your levels down, if you have a good condenser mic, right. It, 
you're three quarters screwed. I have this thing on a shock mount. I have bumped into it with my glasses. I'm not joking. Five times tonight. And <laughs> it's getting to a point where it's like, did I just forget how to podcast? Like, well, so hell's... I was trying to uh, record the voiceover for my video, uh, my next video, which is hopefully coming out. Shameless plug. Um, I'm going to drop it hopefully tomorrow. So it'll be out by the time this comes out. But I was trying to record the voiceover and my uh, stepdaughter was uh, outside with her uh, with her dad playing basketball. So I'm in my office, second floor, <laughs> oh, like no. it's probably three rooms, three rooms away from this thing. And you could just hear the like clunk, 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 clunk. <laughs> hey, there's no swish because neither of them were making any baskets. But you could hear the noise of a clunk. And I listened back to it. I was like, oh, I got to re-record all this voiceover because they can't make a shot. <laughs> oh, my God. It is, it is so insane. Like, I'll be sitting here and... I think it's relatively quiet. And to her credit, Beth is a saint when I do the podcast. Yeah. Like, she won't even... So the bathroom in our house is the room right next door to my office. Mm -hmm. She won't even use the bathroom until I'm done because she's worried that the flush is going to show up on on the podcast. That's pro status right there. I I keep telling her, I was like, you don't have to worry about it. But you know what? She She just will not do it. She just will not do it. So... There was one episode where I was editing and we had a little break in the conversation. We don't really, one of the things I like about our podcast as opposed mm-hmm. to a lot of the ones we listen to, there's not a lot of dead air. No. We fill all the dead air. <laughs> it, there's basically very little edits at all. No, there's n- nearly well, none. I tr- almost no, none, right? Yeah, no, I trim the front, trim the right. back, cut in the middle, and that's the edit. Like, I even sometimes add a new theme song. Thank you for the feedback yes. on that, by the way. You guys seem to like I the liked new theme it. song. I liked I, it a lot. I actually got really scared because at one point I thought it was Bob's from No Instructions. <laughs> and I had to listen to that theme song and go, okay, no, it's not the same song. Thank God. <laughs> can, can I just say something I'm, I'm excited about? Sure. Josh ordered an X-Acto knife for me. I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you, this is like... This is this is it. This is this is your exit strategy from because we make. So <laughs> no. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get a new co-host because you're gonna get so famous. You're gonna no, be like the no, not at all. But I was just, you're gonna be the new Jocko. I was just so excited that that Josh. Would, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna tell you. So forget what we were talking about because it's not that important. We were talking about editing the podcast. I'm just gonna tell you this much. It has given me so much joy seeing your Instagram story and seeing all these people buying your knife. It's it's. Silly. It's phenomenal, dude. It you're, is, you're, but it's silly. I mean, it's not. What's silly about it? It's well, fantastic. No, I th- like we've talked about it before, though. I think it's it's one of those things where it's a it's a combination of something people can use and also something that people can support you by mm-hmm. purchasing. And it's not a you know it's not a high dollar value. You know, like it's enough. It's an it's yeah. it's priced at the point where it's a nice gesture and a good impulse buy. Right, and and there's a reason to use like that you can actually use it so totally yeah but no that was exciting and uh i'm I'm, i was super pumped when he when he reached out and bought one so that is absolutely fantastic like it 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 is a good feeling right like you feel like you you feel like you're doing something right well exactly again yeah it's it's silly and not you know it's one person and you know, that means a lot. It means a lot to, to people. I think that's the other thing. I guess that's the bigger meaning is that all of us should realize how, 
how important or how impactful those types of purchases can be. A $20 purchase, $15 purchase for someone who is trying to do something means yeah. the world to them, right? Like it can change their perspective and, and reinvigorate them. So we take, we do tend as makers to take for granted the stuff. Right. Like, we don't think about the stuff right. that much. We look at it as like, oh, that's a cool project. I'm kind of glad I did it. But then somebody else goes, you know, I really liked his work, and this is a good way to support them, and they'll buy your stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, God, I mean, Josh is pretty damn important in our space. Yeah, no. A- and he bought your knife. And, and again, it's not, there's nothing, there's no part about me that was like, that he's connected to Bob. I, he, I think... Well, I think that's the other thing about I like to make stuff. It's like, I feel like, all right, so I, I, I do give Bob credit for this because I think, I feel like that whole team is, it is I like to make stuff now. Yeah. Do you feel that way? Like That was like, his, yeah, that was his, that was his goal and he has accomplished it. I, I, I really do. I, I feel like all four of them are crushing it and they're part of the, it's, it's a brand, it's a company, it's, and I, I like that a lot. One day, one day, Bob is going to be able to retire. Right. And that will continue. Right. In some form or another. That's may, his dream. That was, that's his dream, right? Yeah. To yeah. leave something behind. Yep. You know, his legacy isn't, I did something cool and then it went away when I went away. Right. His legacy is going to be, I did something cool and it outlived me. Well, I think that's really important. I mean, again, my, my brand is named after me, so. So I'm is not, mine. Yeah. I know. I did I, the I, we did the April Wilkerson mistake. Remember? Yeah. That's the one thing she always said was her her regret Man. was basically making her name her brand. Right. That and it's like, yep, that's that was a really dumb idea. I mean, and, there's there's something to it because, but yeah, I, I don't yeah, know. I I really respect what uh, what Bob has created. When when I had him on, we talked about it too. Yeah. You know that that was his. his he wanted to have that legacy. He right. wanted and, to and, have. And he, it was not a it was selflessness. It was it yeah. was bigger than him, and I think that's that's he really set cool. out to create a bigger right. thing. Most right. people, right. most people set out to create a thing, and it becomes big. Mm-hmm. He set out to create a bigger thing, right? Which it's it's just amazing, and it shows in what he's delegated. Also, right? Oh, definitely. Anthony does the camera work and editing. Yep. Josh is basically his right-hand man and his project manager. Forby does all the graphic design and is basically responsible for the branding. And then he does, he's the on-camera personality. But in the end, that's, I don't want to say that's all he is because I don't want to diminish it, but that is all he is. He's the on-screen, he's the on-screen guy. And he's, he's started to bring the others into the, into the fold a little bit, but well, even his wife he she's doing the deployment of all the merch and all that kind of stuff like mm-hmm. he's created this little like little empire of business I, and i love he it. went I from owning really a good. thing he went from owning a thing to owning a company yeah i think it's super cool i think that's a really really cool way of um and, taking this and he's been level. doing it long enough where you can go look at that he did it organically right oh he definitely did which is something that we all we all are dying to do. Right. Like right. you don't. I. I look. I for my Instagram. Right. I. I'm not gonna lie. I was a couple of days ago. I was sitting there going, "Wow, my Instagram growth is just stalled mm-hmm. at I've like six hundred six hundred and fifty something." Which that's fine because two years ago was a hundred and fifty. So I know that on 
overall, the trend is up. I mean, just a couple of months ago, I hit 500. Mm -hmm. So I'm not upset with the fact that I'm at 650. I'm a fact that I'm stuck at 650. So I was looking at all these services and I'm like, wow, you can just buy followers. And, you know, they get... They do this. They do these organic things to make it look organic, and I'm like, "Why are you looking at this?" Well, it like, doesn't well, really matter then. Does, yeah, exactly. That's exactly it, right? right? So I'm looking at it, going, "Does this actually matter?" I have an app on my phone. Um, it's called I think it's called Insta Plus, Insta Reports Plus, or Reports Plus for Instagram, something like that. Mm-hmm. It tells me who looks at my account. It mm-hmm. tells me who looks at my profile. It tells me who looks at my stories. Right. It tells me who's looking at my stories who I don't follow. It tells me who's looking at my stories who don't follow me. You know? And I'm getting out there. Yeah. So it's like, I may not have followers, but my engagement's pretty good. And I'm like, I, I have to look at those numbers. And that's a number you should probably, you should grab this program, grab it for the year. It's like $40 for the year. Mm-hmm. But people, if you're if you're looking at your numbers and you're a little bit disappointed about your numbers, grab an app that does Instagram analytics and just look at it for a little while. Let it run for about a month or two. Right. And you'll start to see that your only engagement is not your number of followers. In fact, it's probably, if anything, it's probably lower for most people. But mm-hmm. you're going to find that you're reaching a lot of people that are not following you. A right. lot, like more than you give any kind of credit for. Every like you get is that somebody that's not following you is a, is a statistic that matters if you're trying to grow your brand. Yeah, and you you may not have the brand recognition as far as you know impressive numbers when somebody looks at your profile, but you may have a lot of engagement. I mean, even our podcast, we we say this all the time. Oh, yeah. We have a small but very engaged audience. You know, if if I like last week, I think I said last week, if you have an interesting story or you feel like you'd be a good guest, let us know. I got three messages yeah. like days after the podcast came, a day or two after the podcast dropped. Yep. Well, and I think it's also engagement that's not self uh, self-promoting. I think yeah. there's a lot like the bigger podcasts and everything like that. And, and I. Eh. I, I guess I think I'd be guilty of it as well, but I don't mean it. I don't think I meant it in a bad way but like these big podcasts you reach out you answer you know they drop a uh drop a question on instagram stories to give us a question for your for our podcast or whatever you answer them and it's like okay uh, i hope they answer my question you know just to build my (laughs) channel yeah but that's not what it's about nobody's doing that with us (laughs) no exactly but we have a we do have a really good base and i love that we we are very we are very fortunate and i you know i talked when we talked to jason the first thing he said was you know he did between 150 and 200 for the first couple of months of his podcast and i'm like wow we're on episode 35 and we're at that number so i'm i don't mind that i don't mind that because when i when we get and i'm gonna just peel the curtain back a little bit last week is literally the worst episode of the podcast Mm -hmm. since since i started doing it since before ethan (laughs) <laughs> um, it is by far the one of the lowest viewed, lowest downloaded episodes of this podcast, episode 34. I don't know why. I feel like you guys really missed out on something very good if you didn't listen to it. Well, then um, I think the people that did listen to it actually responded pretty the well. The feedback has been... Yeah. This the is one of those... was good. Yeah, so, we, you know, when we talk about engagement, right? So last week was the lowest episode. I'm looking at the stats right now. Hold on one second. I just go go back here because yeah. this was the lowest. Yeah, it is by far the lowest. Um, 
Well, one, two, three, just one second. Nope, not the lowest. The lowest, oddly enough, was the one where we came back in September. The lowest was uh, episode 11 when Ethan Carter came back. <laughs> <laughs> oddly, oddly the, the episode where we returned mm-hmm. was the lowest episode. I think that was because nobody knew we were back. Radar, right. But we have been pushing way up there until, for some reason, hmm. last week's episode just went right in the toilet. But, and this is why this is why I'm bringing it up, the feedback that we got from last week's episode from the people who do listen has been the absolute right. best of the feedback of any episode that we've ever done. People loved it. Well, they again, loved- business-wise, all right, that's not great. But per- <laughs> uh, personally, I think that, like, I love that. Like, I'd rather do that. Mm-hmm. It's tempering me because I am, I don't want to say I'm a stat whore, like I don't, I don't sit there and get depressed about the stats. I, I think if you do that when you're starting out, and I have to remember that I've been doing podcasts for a long time, but not this podcast. So I have to remember that this is a new podcast. I have to keep reminding myself this is a new podcast. This is a new podcast. I could get very stressed out about numbers. I can. But then I'll get the feedback, and it's like, no, there are people listening, and the people who listen really like it. And, you know, they'll hear an episode where we talked about a trip to me taking a trip to the desert and you and I working on our iPads on the couch so we can spend more time with our significant others. And that resonates for people. We're always talking, you know, I've heard Evan and Caitlin talk about work-life balance. I've, David Picciuto has talked about it quite a bit. Bob talks about it all the time. Um, Modern Maker, they talk about it. I have heard the term work-life balance so many times in the last, I don't know, two years, where it starts to make you wonder if it's even a topic that you can add anything to. And yet, with all those people still talking about it, we still managed to put out an episode that, granted, nobody really knew that going into it, what it was going to be, but they still listened and they still enjoyed it. Yeah, and I think, I don't know, I I really do think we, all right, maybe I'm... I think we added some value to that conversation. I totally do. And I said something. It's very funny that we we talked about, like, it's okay to chase stats. Yeah. And then Dave did an episode of his podcast. was like, don't chase stats. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> he, did the, he drops his new episodes on Tuesday. I drop this one on Wednesday. And I'm like, oh, boy. If anyone listens to Adventures in Creativity and Because We Make at the same time, it's going to be like, <laughs> oh, no. Right, right, right. <laughs> but I don't, think, I don't think he's wrong. I, think that, I just think that if you get a high off chasing stats, then go chase your high. Yeah. Go yeah. chase your high. Just don't let it consume you. That's all. Well, I, I got a lot of feedback uh, last week of people being like, jokingly being like, oh, well, you just made me feel like a horrible uh, partner. <laughs> You know, like, or, but, but they were joking about it and then other people being like, I, that is a really, there, there's a ton of great ideas of how you can balance those mm-hmm. types of your, your relationship and your creativity. It's not even creativity. It's, it's drive, right? It's, it's the entrepreneurial ideas and, and motivation, all of that. Like you don't have to push that to a side. I don't know. You no, know, that's exactly it. That's a, you're you're right on the nose. You don't have to push that aside to maintain your relationships. Right. You have to, uh, and here's the word: it's a balance. Right. Right. It's it's a balance. So balance doesn't mean you put 
one thing in your left hand and one thing in your right hand, and it has to be even. What it means is you weigh the pros and cons of doing a thing. Right. And then you do the thing knowing full well what the pros and cons are. Yeah. So if I'm going to, so I'm working on designing something, but I only get to see my wife for two hours a night generally because I get home late. She gets home. She's ready for bed by nine. I'm usually not ready for bed until like 10, 1030. So I know that I have from about 630 until about nine o'clock at night to see her. What is balance, right? Is balance mean that I know I have two hours with her, so I spend two hour, I spend one hour at work, one hour doing work, and one hour with her? No. No. What it could mean is that when I'm doing the work, which I need to do, I do it around her. Mm-hmm. So I'm simultaneously, all right, maybe I'm not fully engaged in the relationship, but I am spending the time with her, and I am spending the time doing what I need to do. I'm balanced. Right. It's not, I don't like using the term multitasking because humans can't multitask. No, can't. That, that, this, exactly. is, <laughs> this is the one thing, this is something that drives you crazy. It's like, I'm a great yeah. multitasker. No. no, you're not. That, no that one's a good multitasker. You, yep. you cannot multitask. Human it's beings can proven. only do, they're yep. singularly task focused. Yep. It's just, you don't multitask. What you do is you time slice, mm-hmm. which is the way computers used to do multitasking back in the old days. They slice time. So it's like they do a little bit, 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 and it, they do it fast enough where it looks like they're multitasking. But you're not multitasking. Multitasking means I can do simultaneous things. You cannot. Yep. But what you can do is you can work in the presence of the other person. Yep. You can, instead of locking yourself in your office, you can work with the other person in the room you right. can be mobile like you do with your videos and you do mm-hmm. them in luma fusion so that you could do them on your ipad on your couch mm-hmm. that's the kind of thing that you can do and that's the kind of work-life balance that is almost i don't want to say easy to find but it's easier to find than plotting out well i have eight hours in the day i'm going to spend right. six hours of it doing this thing and then i'm going to have to spend another two hours doing that maybe i should knock two hours off the work no stop that's just right. ridiculous no one's going to do there's a reason this drives people crazy. It's because you're all trying to do that. Mm-hmm. That's not work-life balance. That's trying to schedule and hoping you can squeeze an even amount. You don't have to be equal in all your pursuits. You can't. What you have to be sure about more than what time you spend is that you're not neglecting the other person. Right. Because that comes across a lot clearer than the amount of time. You could spend three hours sitting next to someone and ignoring them. Well, did you spend three hours with the person if you ignored them for three hours? Not really. Well, even tonight. So even tonight, like, so I'm I'm trying to get my next video out uh, tomorrow. And we had the podcast at eight and all these things. And I was just like, I'm going to set everything up. And I just, I, I'm going to be doing things. Like, I have to, like... If I'm going to get this video out, I have to do the end cards and all these things for YouTube, all the nonsense. And I was just like, but I I, I, I want to do those with you before I start the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I did that. And you know what? We didn't talk or anything. I still, it, it but we were together. And again, yeah. I feel like we're on our high horse a little bit of this, but but it's time. It needs to be said, though. It needs to be said. It and needs it, to be said. And it doesn't, it's not going to fix relationship problems, but like it is, it's important. It's just, it's just one more thing that can help with this balance. You know where people have perfect relationships? Never. TV. Nowhere. 
TV. Yeah. On television, in movies. That's yeah. where the... So, stop seeking the perfect balance of time and maybe go for the perfect balance of effort. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're... If you're putting all your effort into your business and none of your effort into your relationships, that's the balance you need to fix. Yeah. Not the amount of hours you spend in one place or in another. If all your effort is focused elsewhere, then you're not going to benefit anywhere on the other end. Right. If you're if you are married and you have kids and you have a business and you have a day job, Spending a, the same amount of time in all those places isn't as important as putting in the same amount of effort. Effort and time are not are not the same thing. Right. They're just not, and that's something that we all it's it's busyness described as it's busyness disguised as achievement. Right. When you're just busy all the time, that's great. You're you're active. Congratulations. What did you accomplish? Yeah. You know, or it's as Jason says, it's activity disguised as accomplishment. I think right. he says, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it really is. That's what it is, no, right? That's a great like, way of putting it. It right. is because it's. It really does make you realize that the balance isn't the amount of time; it's the amount of effort. And if you're not putting in the effort, you can sit across the couch from someone for six hours, and they'll feel like you aren't even there for any right. of that time. Yeah. So. I think we're just going to skip the other topic that we had for tonight. <laughs> I know. Because that got, that, got, whew, that got a little heavy. But yeah, you know what? Yeah, Look, I, know, that's I what, feel like we last two weeks we've talked about that. But I, I, I do think it's important. I think it's, it's, it's really important. It's something it's, we, it, we take it for, because we take it for granted. Right. right. We do. Well, I, and it, right. I, I think, and I felt it, and, I, and I've tried to alter my behavior because of it in a good way right like i I just feel like it's it's such an important thing and it whether it's your significant other or just family members or kids or whatever i think it's a really just i i do think it's a very important aspect to keep in mind uh when you're an entrepreneur or anything that that is going to take a lot out of your life like it's going to take a lot of time out of your life Mm mm-hmm so I, th- I, 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 think, I just think it's something that's really important to keep in mind. You don't live a, you don't live a high achievement life with low effort. Right. But that, just, but that doesn't mean you put all your effort into your business. Right. You have other obligations. You do. Right. You do. And I, I know, you know, that doesn't make you driven if you ignore everyone to push your business, it makes yeah. you an asshole. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, I a hundred percent. That's really what it is. Like it I is. know people that yeah. are driven and they still spend Saturday and Sunday. They will not take a business call on a Saturday and a Sunday. Yeah. And the reason they don't is because that's family time. Yep. And that family time matters. It's not because yep. it's time to spend time with the family. It's because I want to spend time with my family yep. and I have given them these two days yep. where it's like, there is no distractions. There's no phones. It's just me and you. Right. Well, you know? and I also think that that also allows you to, to when you do need to devote 100% of your time and business is crazy. And I, I, I think it's perfect. Example is I've been preparing for WorkbenchCon. I've been super stressed and it's purely, uh, you know, purely pressure on my, I put on myself, right? Mm-hmm. But Bettina has been so like unbelievably supportive and just 
she she can tell I'm stressed and I, all of that, and she's just been super supportive. But you know what? I've I've earned that because the rest of the time I'm conscious of the fact that I I, I need to be present. Yeah. Does that make sense? I don't know. No, a hundred. It yeah. makes a hundred. Oh. So I'll peel back the curtain a little bit and tell you how much sense that actually makes to me. One of the things that I've talked about with my therapist, and mm-hmm. boy, we're going to get deep here. <laughs> but one of the things we're going to talk about, I'm going to talk about here. I don't know if I should do. I, I'm, you know what? I'm just going to do it because do it. it's going to help a lot. It's going to help a lot of people. One of my shortcomings, one of my shortcomings, and one of the things that I, that I wanted to talk to my therapist about is what I felt was my lack of effort in my marriage. Mm-hmm. And not so much that I didn't care. It's just that I wasn't putting in the level of effort that I felt my marriage deserved. Right. And one of the things that I've been working on with her is ways I can do that, ways I can recognize the behavior before it gets to a point where it's like, you're not doing a good job. Mm -hmm. And that is something that has transformed the way I look at my marriage, Mm -hmm. where I don't. I see where when I'm falling short and I make an effort to not fall short. Whereas before it was like, eh, I just did a shitty job as a husband. Okay. You know, I'll do better next time. Now it's like, no, you're not doing a good job. Do better. Right. One of the great things about my therapist is that she uses something called cognitive behavioral therapy. And part of it, part of what you, when you're working with a therapist that does that is becoming aware of your behaviors. You have to consciously be aware of, you have to be on the lookout for the things that you're going to do that you know you do poorly so that you can stop them and change them. And my low effort in my marriage was manifesting itself as friction between me and my wife. Mm -hmm. And that's that's not a good situation to be in. But what my therapist has me doing, and it's working, is when I recognize that I'm putting in a low effort, back away, examine what the low effort looks like, and just increase the effort. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that simple. It's not transforming your whole life and becoming a new person and changing everything and doing the affirmations in a mirror and all that. No, it's as simple as saying, okay, I made breakfast this morning, right? So normally what happens on a Saturday morning, I'm up. I'm just up earlier than my wife. It's just the way it is. I'm up usually by 7, 7.30. I'm out of bed like a rocket got shot up my butt, and I'm ready to start going. She tends to get up a little bit later than me. So what I will tend to do is, you know, we like, we are somewhat coffee snobs. You know, not Aunt Pruitt, 25-minute pour-over coffee, coffee snobs. But, you know, we are a certain <laughs> amount of coffee snobs. We like our French-pressed coffee from from small batch roasters in local zones and all that fun stuff. So what I'll do is I'll make coffee. But what I realized is like, just for the, for a while, I wasn't doing that. And it's like, why did I stop doing that? I don't, I didn't even, I don't even know why. Right. And this is what, this is, I promise you, I'm getting to a point here. I didn't even realize I wasn't doing it until I realized I wasn't doing it. And when I realized I wasn't doing it, I realized how long it had been since I did it. And all of a sudden it was like, you're not putting in the effort anymore. Why? Mm-hmm. I don't know why. 
Honestly, I don't know why. I can't say I wasn't putting in the effort because of this. But what I can say is that for the last couple of Saturdays, guess what I've done in the morning? I've gone back to making the coffee again. Mm-hmm. So that when she gets up, there's a fresh pot of coffee. And that's not a, that's not a marriage-changing thing, right? You're not, no one's going to get divorced over a pot of coffee. But what it does signal is, hey, I'm engaged in this relationship and I'm putting, I'm back to putting in the effort and I'm really sorry I wasn't putting it in for as long as I was. Right. And that's the kind of thing. So like when you decide you're going to edit your video and you do it on the Mm -hmm. couch, Mm -hmm. you know, Bettina understands that you need to edit the video, but that you're choosing to do it with her in the room says, Hey, look. I would rather be spending this time just sitting there making goo eyes and kissy faces with you. But right now I have to edit a video. Well, I actually think she would hate that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, she probably would, actually. <laughs> but no, doesn't no, strike no, me no, as right. the type to go, no. oh, schmoopy, like no, but, in Seinfeld. But you're right, though. It's, it, it is acknowledging that that you're, you're putting here. you're here you're, you're, you're putting in the effort. Right. You're giving the most you can, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And that's what we are Look, if you're if you're an entrepreneur, you're, right. you're automatically right. bad at this. Mm-hmm. Because it's just part of being an entrepreneur is focus, right? But because what I'm saying like you're you what we're doing is what we need to do. Like that's right. 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 That's oh, that that's a much better way to say it than I was gonna say it. You look at what you're doing, oh, this is what I need to be doing. But unfortunately you're doing it with blinders on. Mm-hmm. And the collateral damage, you don't realize there's collateral damage until there's so much collateral damage right. Right. that you can't do anything about it anymore. Yeah. So my advice, and I know I didn't want to, I don't know that we planned on talking about work-life balance for a second no, week in a row. I, exactly. I don't know. But it's important. It's yeah. really important. You're, you have your shop time and you are entitled to your shop time. No one is telling you don't have your shop time. But just understand that every minute that you're not engaged in the other things in your life is a minute that those things are being neglected. And after a while, that not engaging starts to look like neglect. And when it starts to really start to feel like neglect to the other people, that's that's really damaging. Yeah. It's really damaging. And it's really hard to fix that and to rebuild that. So maybe what you need to do is be aware of it, make yourself aware of it, try to be hyper aware of it so that it doesn't get to that point. So you're not trying to rebuild from scratch. Right. Because trust me, rebuilding from scratch is not even rebuilding. It's just building. Right. Don't screw it up. Yeah. That's (laughs) don't screw it up. There's your bottom line. Yeah. That's like the title of the episode. (laughs) Don't screw it up. Actually, yeah, I think that will be the title of the episode. (laughs) Don't screw it up. So uh let's do some positive shit though. Yeah, why not? Um we have uh let's do some things of the week. Okay. Because I have an I have an easy one. Do the video or the things of the week? We'll do the video. We'll we'll do we'll do the video last. Because it's it's so good that it deserves to cap the show. Absolutely. Um my thing of the week this week, and God help me, it's another camera lens. Um, one of the things that, you know, one of the topic, the other topic that we had to talk about tonight was a kick in the ass. It was called, I just wrote it in the notes as a kick in the ass to do better, right? What did that, what did I mean by that? Well, I was talking about my friend earlier who's an amazing photographer. She's absolutely fantastic. And I look at her work and I am absolutely jealous of her skill level. <laughs> but I look at my product photos on, on my website and I'm like, these are not great. 
and I should be doing better. Yeah. So one of the ways I decided I was going to do better is I was going to get a macro lens and I was really going to buckle down on getting good at doing my product photography. So I rented one. It ended up not being the perfect lens. Um, it was very good. It was very instructive and I learned a lot. What I did end up getting though, I went on Amazon and I found a 35 millimeter macro lens for an EFS mount, which you, if you have a Canon Rebel, um, which is an APS-C mount, this is the lens you need to get for macro. It's an EFS 35 millimeter f2.8 with an STM motor. It is absolutely tack sharp. It is super fast. It's easy to focus and it has a built-in ring light. What? It's it's pretty crazy. So with that on my camera and a fla- an external flash and my softbox, my product photos are tight now. I am really happy with how they look. Well, I, I told you at, before we started recording, I was like, I was scrolling through my Instagram and all of a sudden I was like, what the heck? <laughs> and it was your it was one of your posts. And I was like, oh, my God, that looks so super clean. Yeah. And I'm not even joking like that. I, it literally stopped me when I was huh. swiping through. So thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, these are I think, you know, part of what I've learned is like. So, for example, one of the tricks I learned, I was telling Ethan that I was not going to tell him what the trick was. But this is the <laughs> trick. This is the trick. If you're going to use a light box or a soft box to take photos, that's cool. It makes a big difference. But you still need and this is where people screw up. And I was screwing up until I wasn't screwing up. You need a flash also yeah and what happens is when you put it in when you put something in these light boxes shadows are created even though they're well even though the item is well lit there are still shadows what you don't realize is how much those shadows eat the detail until you take a picture with a flash (laughs) so i added a flash to my photos out of the light box and it was like what have I been doing wrong all this time? <laughs> the flash fills in all those dark shadows that make things look weird. And now your photos are bright and punchy and the color works. And literally all I did color wise to any of those photos, I white balanced them in Lightroom and I tweaked the exposure just a little bit. That's it. It, I process, I manage, and in fact, one of the nice things about doing it this way is if you do the same setup for all your photos and you nail it every time, what'll happen is when you're in Lightroom, you edit one photo and then you copy and paste all those settings to the other 20. And all of a sudden, your workflow just went from taking you an hour and a half to taking you 20 minutes. That's amazing. So this this Canon lens is is fantastic. The ring light, I don't know how useful it's going to be for me in the real world, but it's a nice little thing to have. Plus, I have taken a couple of close-up photos with just the ring light and not the flash. It does provide quite a bit of light. So I'm going to leave an affiliate link in the show notes if you want to order one. If you have an APS-C body like a Canon Rebel, I would highly, highly recommend this lens because... It's a good focal length where you don't have to be 25 feet away from what you're shooting. And that makes all the difference in the world because I had a 60 millimeter where I had to be a solid two to three feet away, even though it was a macro lens. So I would highly recommend this lens. If you're looking to get into macro photography or even do product photography, definitely check it out. That's awesome. 
Your turn. All right. Uh, oh. So my thing of the week is uh, a pretty quick one. Um, Chris of Cowdog. Craftworks. Uh, he made a video this <laughs> got the past name right. week. What? You got the name right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, he always jokes us because I never get the name right. I know. It's Craftworks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he made a video on bandy clams, um, homemade bandy clams, and it's a great video. And um, so bandy clams are these things that have, they're basically spring clams that have some kind of way of pushing. Uh, so if you're doing a um, veneered, I don't know, edge banding, right? Edge banding. You're putting some edge banding on a piece of uh, furniture or whatever these bandy clamps push uh the 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 edge banding onto the uh onto the piece and they did it so bandy clamps are super expensive if you go to rockler or whatever and chris came up with a way of using 99 cent spring clamps from home depot and um uh intertubes from uh bicycle tires <laughs> freaking crazy i know it's so it's so good so crazy it's so, good. it's so cheap and so good and so it's a great video check it out and uh yeah that was awesome yep i'm gonna have the link to that one in the show notes where the good links always go and in fact i'm looking at the i'm looking at the thumbnail right now i don't know how i don't sometimes i don't know how i miss videos i'm I really know, annoyed with myself but, well, I know how you miss them. You have, like, 700. You subscribe to, like, 700 right now, channels. I subscribe to too many people. <laughs> um, the video of the week this week. Oh, I'm not going to lie. We had two potential choices. One was a former guest on this show. Quick shout-out. Uh, yeah, quick shout-out to our good friend, the Maker Monster. Yeah. Because you one. came, buddy, you came so close that we almost had an A and B, but we have yeah. to have a choice. And as much as we loved your, and by the way, his video was super fun and watching him, watching him engineer. And I, I know where you got the idea for that wheel with the arm. That is a train wheel, like from a locomotive. Yeah. And I, I, as I was watching, I'm like, that's genius to use it that way. Absolutely fantastic. Worked great. I'm curious to know if he ever got one of the pennies in the mouth (laughs) because the end was really funny where he's just shooting, shooting, shooting and going, I just need to get some practice. Yeah. And he put his finger in it and it's like, ah, (laughs) (laughs) so, but the, the video of the week and partially because the movie came out and I know that that's why he did it, but Bobby Duke, Mm -hmm. our good friend, Bobby Duke, he did a sculpt of Sonic the Hedgehog. And holy crap. Mm-hmm. Just just holy crap. I that's all I can say is holy crap. It is so so good. So good. It, I love watching him sculpt. I do. I can I watch him sculpt. I don't understand how he does it. Like I was sitting there watching this video yesterday and I go I said to Beth I was like I don't even understand how sculptors see the world. Right. Like I don't. I'm I'm not going to lie. And I figured out that that's why I have trouble using Blender, the app Blender. Because I just don't see the world the way sculptors do. Sculptors right. see sculptors can look at something, see primitives, and then see definition on those primitives, and suddenly they have the thing. I don't see the world. Yeah. I just don't see the world that way, and that's why I have trouble with that stuff. I can take out a camera, and I can get a beautiful picture of something, but if you ask me the shapes that compose it, I could not tell you. <laughs> it is absolutely 
Bobby just crushed this. And then the electrostatic grass. Oh, can we just talk about that? Yeah. How I so I first saw this. So there's a guy who does he was a recommendation of mine a couple of weeks ago, Bare Metal HW. He does Hot Wheels restorations. And when he does his dioramas, he uses one of those. And it is just the coolest freaking thing. It just does this cool electrostatic discharge on plastic grass-like material. And what you end up with is basically grass. And it looks so realistic. And uh, I, 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 watched, I watched Sonic coming together. And yeah. when he, he did the head and he's like, okay, we'll put this ball of foil in. And it's like, all right, all right, here we go. <laughs> let's, see how, let's see how this looks, how close it looks. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you start to see Sonic, and it's like, I don't believe it. And it was funny, because the Sculpey he used is, like, flesh-colored, and it's like, oh, wow, it's like a naked Sonic. (laughs) 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 It looked like a naked human. It's a really great video. Just, if you've never watched Bobby sculpt something, you're really missing out. The guy is... It's just so natural. Like, it's so effortless. I know, and it's aggravating how easy he makes yeah, it look. Exactly. Like when when he did the Black Widow coming out of the eight ball. Yeah. How aggravating was that video? I was like, oh how God. are you even? How are you even doing this? Like, saw, he's just like, yeah. And then you just do this. You just cut this like away. This. Right. You cut this away with a pendant grinder. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and the was it the um, the hand and the paint? Was it the paint bucket? The one that broke? Oh, uh, what was it? Or is it the 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 pen? Yeah, the paint splash with the colored pen. Was it yeah, colored yeah, yeah, pencils? Yeah, yeah. And it just it shattered. Yeah. And but he he was like, yeah, it just it shattered. I'm like, that would have been my life's work. I would have just died. Like that would have been. <laughs> so yeah, check out this video. I'll put the link in the show notes. But also check out Bobby Duke's channel, Bobby Duke Arts. I in fact the Sonic video. I won't spoil it, but the Sonic video. There's a really funny recurring gag in the video yeah is that is that part of every video um no but when it is it's like yeah he does do it from time to time like he'll do a recurring i I love that gas station has been in a lot of videos i was like that's fantastic and this guy has to be in on it right oh he was totally in on it and just what's really interesting is that this gas station was in his last two videos that's so funny with different employees, it's just they're such good sports. I think and that's part of what makes it so funny, though, is like, like building in that comedic, uh, recurring. Oh yeah, yeah, I think it's. So oh funny. yeah, like he took the, that woman, the woman behind the counter when mm-hmm. he did the the chain pencil. Oh yeah, like <laughs> that woman was just like, whoa, she's interesting. Yeah. Right. I, again, I won't spoil it for you, but she's really an interesting human. <laughs> But yeah, check out Bobby Duke. Check out the um, the Sonic video he did. I promise you, you you won't be disappointed. It's a good one. Um, sorry, Maker Monster. It's just you, you you released it. You released it at a bad time. Well, Had, we said you released you. it maybe next week. You might have won. <laughs> <laughs> but Bobby's Bobby's Sonic, and with Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie coming out, and by the way, it did seventy million dollars on Are opening weekend. It is the Best open for a video game-based movie since Detective Pikachu. Yep, yep, Mm. yep. Apparently it's a decent movie, believe it or not. Who'd have thunk it? (laughs) (laughs) I promise you, not me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's going to do it. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, I'm good. 
Brilliant. So uh, that's going to do it for this week. We will be back again next week. Please share the show, leave a review, um, like it, um, hit us up, contact us. We like to hear from you. We are, we, you know, if we call you guys engaged, it kind of stands to reason that you guys should engage. You know what I mean? <laughs> know what I mean? So, no, we like, we love the contact. And we, we have emails now. You can get me at Vincent at becausewemake.com or you can get Ethan at Ethan at becausewemake.com. So now you can email us directly. You don't have to use the stupid contact form anymore, okay? <laughs> Good. You don't have to hear about complaints about the damn contact form. Have a great weekend. If you're going to WorkbenchCon, enjoy it. I hope we have a lot of... I have a feeling next week's show is going to be a WorkbenchCon recap, so I won't be saying much, and that's going to make a lot of you very, very happy. But until then, have a great week, everybody. Bye.